This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Today, we are back here again, of course, with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Today... We wanted to answer some frequently asked questions about Italian citizenship, and especially because it's been a while since we last did an episode answering a number of questions all at one time. So Marco, let's just jump into this with this first one from a YouTube comment from Family M, we'll call them that. (laughs) I am looking into applying for my Italian citizenship through my great grandparents. I know both of their cities of birth, but where I run into an issue is that they both were married in Italy to other people. Interesting. And then they came to the United States and were married. I do not think that they were ever divorced from their original spouses and that they were married to each other here in the United States after the birth of my grandmother. Would I still have rights to my Italian citizenship? Would my grandmother still have a right to her Italian citizenship? I know that my great-grandfather was naturalized after her birth. So basically it comes down to these two individuals were married to other people in Italy. They came to the United States, had a daughter, got married, and then after that all became naturalized. At least the great-grandfather did. What would that look like? I can imagine that this might be a little bit of a complicated situation. Would you have to research these marriages and would you have to find out if these people were married? Or... Is it simply because of the fact of this child being born that they would be entitled to their citizenship? It is, in fact, a complex situation. And I think we should uh, divide this question in several questions. But before I answer the question, or actually I should say the questions, I just want to say that we're going to be generalizing here because clearly... uh, We don't have all the information, so I'm just going to give the best possible answer with information that we have um, from the question that you that you um, read for me. But uh, let me start by saying that the marriage, uh, when applying for Italian citizenship, the marriage between two individuals is a uh, very important event because it determines whether the child was born within wedlock or out of wedlock. Now, um, let's start with the first part of the question. The two individuals were married to other people before. Uh, Now, it's very important to investigate whether the two previous marriages actually ended and how they ended before the two individuals got married to each other because the subsequent marriage could only have been celebrated legally if the other two marriages ended um, before this marriage was celebrated, which means that there must have been a divorce or the spouse must have passed away. But for sure, the two marriages must have been uh, finished before the couple um, had their subsequent marriage, which is something that may or may not have happened because it's possible, though unlikely, that they just got married even if they were not supposed to, even if there was already a marriage that did not end. Uh, Maybe the couple got separated and one of them went to the U.S. and got remarried without 
actually getting divorced. Uh, we don't know that, of course, but uh, I'm saying that it's absolutely necessary to determine how the previous marriages end and you will also have to prove it so you will have to produce a, a divorce record or the death certificate of the spouse who passed away in order to show that the subsequent marriage was celebrated legally also the marriage that happened in the u.s on that marriage certificate it will probably be indicated that that was the second marriage uh, for either or both of the individuals so it becomes even more important to show and to pr present documentation regarding the previous marriages. Now that we have uh, spoken about the legalities around uh, the marriage that occurred in the US, uh, we can move on to uh, talking about the birth of the child of these two individuals who was born in the US but clearly out of wedlock. So the parents, they got married after the birth of the child. Now, if you're claiming citizenship through the mother this may not be relevant because uh, the maternity is never in question right. um, so we can always be sure about who the mother is because it's the person who gave birth to the child in the hospital um, but this is normally not the case when applying for citizenship it's very likely that the person that you're using is indeed um, the male ancestor and if using the male ancestor when there is uh, the child who was born out of wedlock uh, that may uh, pose some problems meaning uh, problems around the establishment of who the father of the child really is because it is automatically presumed by the Italian law that the father is the person married to the mother so what happens with uh, there is no marriage at the time of the birth of the child well the marriage can be considered as a an automatic uh, acknowledgement of paternity but only unfortunately only if the birth certificate was actually signed by the father mm -hmm. um, so the marriage the marriage per se does not automatically prove the paternity unless it was celebrated shortly after the birth of the child uh, if i remember correctly like uh, 180 days after the birth of the child in that case it is automatically presumed that the father is the person who got married to the mother right mm -hmm. after the birth of the child because of course evidently the child was conceived when uh, the, the two people were uh, together and then subsequently right after uh, got married but if the marriage happened long after the birth of the child unless there is an acknowledgement of paternity uh, we can say that it can't be 100% uh, proved who the father is. So maybe jumping out on a limb here, what if the situation that maybe the the marriage was never annulled, it was never, there was no divorce, nobody died. Would it be possible that this grand, uh, this grandmother her legal father may not be the father who her mother was married to, who was actually her biological father, just because it would be presumed that the father would be the one that the mother was actually legally married to? Yeah, of course, and that's why it's very important to uh, for the official, the public official, the clerk who will be um, taking your application to understand without the shadow of a doubt who the father is. Uh -huh. So if you're able to prove it, through an automatic presumption uh, or through a document that you're able to determine 
again, without without a doubt who the father is, then you're going to have a successful application. If there are doubts around the identity of the father, that's when the application may not even be taken or successfully processed. This is a fascinating subject. I absolutely love it because it gets into all these little theoretical details. And even though some of these details may be specific to this individual situation, a lot of the principles are applicable to so many different aspects of what a person may need to look at for their own case because you have to prove who your parents are, you have to prove who their parents are, and the lines going down and to show the documentation and to do the research because research is necessary. Anyway, it just so happens it seems like this person has a couple extra names that are tied to their family that that are important to confirm what the situation was. But I think this may be a good time actually to go on to the next question for this episode. But the next one from another question from YouTube from user Alnero. I was born in the UK to Italian parents. I still have family living in Italy. What nationality am I according to Italy? Am I British but considered an Italian citizen? Or is my nationality Italian according to Italy? Thanks. So it's my understanding that this person was born in the UK to Italian parents. Evidently, this person was born with UK citizenship because the UK um, gives citizenship to people who were born in the UK territory automatically. Uh, it's called USOLI. Uh, basically, you become a UK citizen just because you were born in the UK. So this person is clearly a UK citizen from the perspective of, of the UK government. Uh, this person may or may not be an Italian citizen as well, uh, depending on whether his parents were Italian citizens at the time of his birth. So if the parents of this person were still Italian citizens at the time of the birth of this person, then this person was also born with Italian citizenship from the perspective of the Italian government. So this person would be a dual citizen, regardless of whether his birth certificate was ever recorded in Italy. Uh, if it was, this person is an Italian citizen who also had their birth certificate recorded, which means, which makes it easier for this person to apply for an Italian passport. But even if the birth certificate was never recorded in Italy by the parents, then this person would have to go through uh, the dual citizenship recognition process through the Italian consulate in the UK or directly in Italy to, to make the process quicker. But um, the point is that this person will need to verify whether his parents uh, still held Italian citizenship at the time of uh, his birth. And they wouldn't have had Italian citizenship if they had become UK citizens through naturalization before he was born, uh, assuming we are um, talking about events that occurred before 1992, because after 1992, Italy started to allow dual citizenship. Um, so if this person is relatively young, and if uh, his parents became naturalized after 1992, uh, they would hold dual citizenship as well, and he would have been born to dual UK and Italian parents, which would make him an Italian citizen, even if his parents became naturalized prior to his birth. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the answer is, if his parents were Italians when he was born, then he is, in fact, a dual UK and Italian citizen. 
Absolutely fascinating. And of course, if he wants to get in contact with you, I'm assuming you would be able to help with this process. Absolutely. And of course, this person is more than welcome to contact us. Um, we can assess this case, of course, free of charge and obligation uh, to see if he actually qualifies for citizenship and if he can go through the process with us. Absolutely fantastic. And I think this is a great place to jump on to the next question from a, another YouTube comment from Michael B. I'm obtaining all vital records for my citizenship. Grandparents were born in Italy on my mother's side. Once I get all the corrected documents, is it advisable to hire an attorney to finish the process? Approximately how much does this all cost? Should I go to Italy and apply in my family's hometown? Thanks in advance for your answers. And before you answer this, I'm going to jump in here because I went through hell and I wish I had you. So I'm going to say, I definitely think it's worthwhile having you guys, <laughs> but is it necessary? Does somebody need to work with an attorney to uh, go through this process? An attorney is not strictly necessary. So hypothetically, you could go through this process by yourself. Um, of course, if you are at a certain stage of the process, it may be um, advisable that you do get an attorney um, like us to get you to the finish line because in my opinion, the second half of the process is uh, the most important and uh, the one that may ensure that you actually do get citizenship. Um, I will um, be more precise. Um, I'm thinking, for example, at of discrepancies. So it's uh, very likely that your documents will present uh, some discrepancies, they will include some incorrect information that it may be advisable to amend and correct. And if you are uh, not super familiar with the process, you may not know, uh, first of all, how to do it, and second, uh, what to amend, because it's not that you can amend everything, every single uh, piece of information that is reported uh, incorrectly. Um, some information cannot be amended, some documents cannot be amended, some documents can be amended only under certain circumstances, only if you go through a certain process. So it may be worthwhile to have an attorney uh, by your side to advise you on that. And also, even if you did amend your documents by yourself and um, just need somebody to look over the documents to make sure that you do have all the documents that you do uh that you amended all the documents correctly um, i think it's very important to have somebody who is experienced especially because of the difficulty uh of the process because of how difficult this process became over the years and right now primarily due to the huge number of people that are interested interested in italian citizenship consulates and clerics in general became way more um, strict and demanding in terms of uh, documents that you need to present uh, and in terms of consistency of uh, the information included in the documents that you're presenting to apply for citizenship. Um, as for the cost, that's a very um, difficult question for me to answer because it highly depends on your specific situation at what stage you are in the process, uh, the amount of work that is left to do. Um, but what we do is if you contact us, we will assess your case and your documents collected uh, up to that point completely free of charge. So while it's difficult for me to answer that question now, if you 
if somebody reaches out to me, I can review the documents for free and tell the person how much it's going to cost for us to assist before they even engage our services at all. That's fantastic that that's even an option. Um, but moving on to uh, the, the the last question for this episode from uh, another episode. Uh, let's see here. I have it. <laughs> it's not zooming in. Whatever. So uh, here, episode uh, number one of this podcast, actually, uh, that was left just a couple of weeks ago because that video is a lot of people have been enjoying yeah. that and really getting a lot of It was of help a long it. time ago. Also. It feels like forever ago. I mean, it's crazy to think how long. I mean, more like a year and a half, almost two years so. that we're doing yes. this. I mean, bumped over the 50, 50 episode mark of not that long ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very exciting to be along this journey with you, man. So thank you for having me be thank part you. of it. <laughs> but anyway, um, from P- uh, Patricia T., uh, I'm still confused about discrepancies in documents. So this lines up a little bit with the last question. So there's probably some um, some crossover here. Uh, specifically, minor spelling errors in last name due to my ancestors not knowing how to read or spell English. My grandmother had many of her own marriage documents which were inconsistent in spelling. Her husband's death-related documents also had spelling errors. My own mother applied for her own marriage license with a misspelled maiden name. (laughs) Wow. Uh, My problem is that uh, in their lifetimes, my grandmother married four times, my mother married twice, and I am in the process of obtaining my grandmother's birth certificate and naturalization documents. What's the best way to deal with my chain of documents having so many spelling errors? Again, there's going to be some crossover with that last question, but thought it might as well stick this one in there. Like I said before, uh, not all of the documents that you have uh, most likely can be amended. Uh, it's likely that only some of them can be amended, especially the older documents. It could be more difficult to amend. Uh, the more recent documents, it could be easier, but not all of them. It depends on the document. It depends on the state. Um, for example, it, death certificates are normally easier to amend in comparison to marriage records, for example. Um, A lot of states in the US, they claim that because the spouses listed those names on the marriage records that they cannot uh, be changed uh, because they they signed the marriage record and the marriage license. So that's the name that they wanted to use. Um, Of course, they have like different rules in the different states. Uh, It may or may not be easier to amend birth certificates. Also, it depends on the specific information that you're trying to amend. But ultimately, it is very important to amend some type of information and it's less important to amend other type of information. Again, the best way, I believe, to go about discrepancies is to get in contact with us so we can review um, free of charge the information and the documents collected up to that point to advise of on what we can do for you, how we can amend your documents and also the likelihood of success of your application because there are rare cases where it's clear that the application is not going to work because of the too many discrepancies that are on the documents. Um, Whereas if the discrepancies are major discrepancies but they can be amended, uh, the likelihood of success is, of course, much higher. But ultimately, I want to say that consulates, they tend to let 
minor discrepancies pass, so they're not too concerned about minor discrepancies, at least some of them. But they, if you have m major discrepancies, you should definitely look into amending them. Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Marco. I think this is maybe a great place to round out this episode. And of course, if uh, anybody needs help with this, how can they get in contact with you? People can reach out to us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, uh, or they can give us a call. The number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian dual citizenship, be sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Or if you're listening to the audio only podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And also, if you're interested in more content about life in Italy, living in Italy, and Italian dual citizenship, living as an Italian dual citizen expat in this beautiful country, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can also search up my name or Not Your Average Globetrotter through your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Of course, we have been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian, I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Later. Thank you.